probably did hate Mayo, and we thought it was hate at the time, because these guys are trying to take away our dreams. The Football Pod, live. Thursday, June 2nd, in Castle Bar. Check out otbsports.com forward slash events, and get your tickets now. James O'Connor is on the line to discuss Limerick 3-21, Tipperary 23 points. Nearly 27,000 at the Gaelic Grounds, Jamesy. They were more than happy to turn up for an historic fourth win in a row over Tipperary. Limerick said, yeah, I'll go along to that. I'll watch them maul Tipperary for 70 minutes. Yeah, um, nice way to spend a Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon, Joe. Um, you know, the old enemy, I suppose Tip have inflicted enough punishment on Limerick over the over the years, but they, look at, they've, they've historically, I suppose, never, never feared Tip. And um, certainly now when, you know, they've got the upper, the upper, end of it and the better side of it um they were keen to to to, to attend and, and, and be there in force and mm. you know i think park Maher alluded to the fact that you know he was really disappointed with the tip following um you know that they they seemed to have abandoned the team in one sense um and it was you know i suppose the the genuine tip supporters that were there so yeah hugely outnumbered by by, by, by limbic supporters but credit to the tip guys joe you know they fronted up yesterday um obviously shipped some heavy criticism you know inside and outside the county after the the non-performance against Clare, but you know, to their credit, they I thought they really, you know, showed, you know, a lot of character, a lot of resolve, um, a lot of resilience and no shortage of skill either. And, you know, after 65 minutes, um, they were level and, you know, they just they just couldn't sustain it. And, and Limerick saw it out, obviously, and, and, you know, did what Limerick do. Well, that's the interesting thing. A glance at the scoreboard and a seven point win for Limerick might give you the impression Limerick won. Uh, very easily and steadily, and 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 almost um, uh, you know at a canter. And yet, as you said, it was it was level on sixty minutes and a few minutes thereafter. But if you go from sixty minutes on, it's Limerick two six, Tipperary three points. Even by sixty six minutes, the game was over. So in the space of five six minutes, Limerick just put tip to the sword. John Kiley said afterwards, it took us a long time to get into the game to find our rhythm. It was really only in the last 20 minutes we found it. So how much of that was down to Tipperary to your eye and how much was it down to Limerick? I think, look, Limerick were probably a little bit off it. Um, I mean, look, they started well, Joe. Uh, you know, they were, I thought, their usual efficient selves early early on. But they went through a period in the in, in, in the first half, I think, where they, they didn't score for 14 or 15 minutes. And, you know, had had uncharacteristic wides in, in, in that spell. But, um, you know, Tip had as many wides at the other end. Um, and I think it was just that the Tip just really played with a lot of physicality, you know, intensity, worked savage hard in the middle in the middle of the field. And, you know, when you're a little bit off and Kyle Hayes looked, you know, he, he wasn't as involved as we, we expect him to be. Um, you know, Will O'Donoghue had a quiet game. He was replaced. Obviously, there's no there's no Keane Lynch. Um, you know, they just, they just, as I said, made mistakes that maybe we don't, we don't associate them making. Now, as, as you said, a lot of that has got to go, or, you know, you've got to credit tip with, you know, the work rate, the intensity, the physicality they, they brought. The problem was... They just couldn't sustain it, and you know, tip guys were out in their field, out in their feet, um, heading into that last, I suppose, 10, 15 minutes. And the Limerick bench certainly made a difference. I thought David Reed did really well when he came on, um, and Limerick just, I suppose, when you're conditioned and trained, Joe, to training, you know, at this intensity, their ability to sustain it is, is you know, just reminds me of sort of Kilkenny of yore, um, and you know, tip just couldn't live with it, and eventually they wore them, uh, they wore them down, and. You know, Limerick just find a way, Joe, to get to that thirty-point mark. Um, and yesterday, obviously, the goals that the Galan, the two that Galan got, were were instrumental in 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 you know 
getting to that mark. And, you know, conversely, they... They, they they just don't they don't concede that same tally at the other end of the field and you know if you get to twenty you know if you get to twenty eight twenty nine thirty points as Limerick consistently do you know you're not going to lose too many championship matches mm. and even at fifty fifty five minutes was it your sense that Limerick were going were going to come through yeah I mean you never sense that they doubted um, they doubted themselves um, you know they kept hurling they kept playing the way they the way they play um but obviously you know the impetus off the bench you you know you felt the tip obviously were deep into the reserves as it was you know we know the injuries the players that they're without um the players they've lost um and you you know you knew that i mean Seamus Flanagan I, I didn't think was going to be ready for this game but you know he came on again like won a crucial ball saw the pass not only saw the pass to Conor Boylan executed it and Boylan I mean should have caught it the first time around but you know flashed the the, the, the half chance into the net and you know been able to bring these guys on that just fit seamlessly into the team Joe I think is 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 hugely important that's you know credit to the the way Limerick play the way they obviously train um, that guys know exactly what's expected of them there's no there's no one you know singing off a different hymn sheet they stick to the game plan they do what they do because it's so ingrained at this stage and uh, yeah, I I never felt that they'd lose the game, and I and I and I think the key thing for them was that they never felt that they, they, they were they were going to lose the game, and then there was no evidence or hint of panic on the on the pitch. And um, yeah, look, it was more comfortable in the in the end than maybe the the you know than it than it looked like being. Mm. But um, you know, as I said, look, they had, they had seven to, to spare, and you know, no doubt as to as to their ultimate superiority. Yeah. Dermot Burns is now good for a couple of points every game, either from distance from play or uh, freeze. And any period where Limerick have been struggling this championship, he seems to have been just rock solid. And then Groge Hegarty, I, I may look in part his size just catches the eye, but his determination, the skill, the vision, he's bullish. Uh, he really stood up as well in that period where Limerick started to break Tipperary. Yeah, I mean himself and Morrissey are so important to the game plan, Joe, because they, they come so deep. Um, and and you, you know you wonder at times who's who's marking these guys because you know the number of times that that, that you know either Morrissey or Hagerty ends up in space, you know, almost jogging and 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 putting the ball over the bar at their ease um, is, is is phenomenal. But they go so deep, wing backs by nature don't want to find themselves up in the opposition um you know half back line um because because they're conscious obviously the space that leaves for Glenn and, and, and Mulcahy and Flanagan whoever is playing um playing inside. But uh but their work rate, their willingness just to to, to cover that the, the ground that they do. And as you said, like Hagerty's physicality in terms of, you know, just the hits he puts in, the the turnovers he forces, you know, his honesty and the way he works with the team, um, and Morrissey's exactly the same. Mm. They're hugely instrumental, and again, I, I think only Higgerty. I think only scored one yesterday. I think Morrissey got four, and Morrissey had a few wides with it. Um, but you know, it's it's never about them; it's about the team. And uh, as I said, they are an integral part of the way Limerick get the way Limerick play. And you know, in terms of who who ultimately beats them, you know, you've got to try to find a way to stymie their influence. And whether that means then. Um, you know that you decide you're going to man mark these guys, but the way Limerick play, they'll just pass it to the the, the guy in space. They'll find the loose man. Mm. Um, they're so good at working those little triangles, those little short passes. Um, you know, Donovan would have done who, whether it's Declan Hannon, Burns, whoever. Um, that they just they just manage to play the game for the most part, Joe, on their on the on their terms. But yeah, I thought Hagerty again. You know, not a, not a day obviously he hit the 
you know, he broke any scoring records. But I, again, I just thought his work rate, you know, his physicality, um, you know, what he brings to the team, the little things that he do, the little passes that he that, that he delivers. Yeah. Um, you know, he's look at he's he he's been such a great player for them over the last uh, the last three or four years. And um, as I said, like whoever whoever ultimately beats them. You know, they'll have found a way to, 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 to curb the influence of Hagerty and Morrissey on the two wings. So next up for Limerick this weekend, four o'clock on the Sunday, they're in Ennis. What will Clare throw at them? Because it's been a very positive 2022 for Clare. Hugely, Joe, yeah. I mean, look, at Clare, Clare, be, um, Clare be throwing the kitchen sink at them. I mean, look, at Clare, Limerick, it's, it's obviously that, that, that rivalry. Um, you know, a lot of these guys were in college together. Uh, you know, Brian Lohan obviously coached Garold Hagerty and, and, and some of these other guys in UL. Um, LIT, Mary IUL have, have obviously been to the fore and if it's given in recent years so these guys you know have hurled with each other they've hurled beside each other they're they're obviously massively familiar with each other and there's a huge respect as well from I suppose look at soldiering together in Fitzgibbon Cup campaigns and obviously they've crossed paths um, at inter-county level as, as well the league game in Ennis this year Joe was I thought really enjoyable really good real contest both sides could have uh, could have won it Clare fielded a much closer to their best starting 15 side than, than, than Limerick did. Um, but this game was sold out uh, five or six weeks ago, Joe. Um, you know, within within an hour, the tickets going on going on sale. And I don't see John Kiley, um, you know, taking a step backwards. And if you're a Limerick player and there's talk about, you know, will he rest guys and so on? Yeah, anybody that's an injury question mark or a doubt over doesn't play. Yeah. I mean, that'd be, that'd be foolish. I mean, there's no way we'll see Keane Lynch, for example. Kyle Hayes looks to have come through last weekend. Okay, so you'd imagine, you'd imagine he'll play. Um, but other than that, uh, and if you're, if you're a Limerick player, Joe, like, Crewsley Park would be rammed on on, uh, on Sunday. There'd be a massive atmosphere there. And these are the games that players want to play in. Mm. So I, I don't see Limerick, you know, just because they've secured... Their place in the Munster final. I don't see them not turning up or not want not not coming tennis wanting to win that uh, to win that match, and they want to possibly lay a marker down as well because Clare's form has been good. Mm. They won't want to give Clare any 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 further confidence. Um, it's an opportunity akin to what Cody and Kilkenny did in their prime to to knock these guys back. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, put them in their place. And as I said, I and I, and listen, it's not in Brian Lohan's nature to back down either. And Clare have two massively positive performances. Um. In the books, Joe, and I thought Clare were absolutely outstanding against Cork. Really honest performance. They've got a lot of guys in good form. They've got guys coming back from injury as well. You know, David Reedy is, is, is not that far away. Shane Meehan, I think, should be available. Uh, Aidan McCarthy, every week, you know, he's he, he's closer to getting Mark, Mark Rogers may even um, feature at some stage before the, before the year is out. So they're all guys that, that strengthen Clare and, Brian, and Brian's hand. So I, I, I'm really, really looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, it should be good. It's nice to get that insight into the Clare Limerick rivalry as well. I wouldn't have had a feel for it in the way you've mapped well, it out. Even, yeah. even, but even on that, Joe, I mean, in the Limerick backroom team, Alan Cunningham is, you know, Wolf Tones, a club mate of Brian Lohan's. Um, you know, he's been a selector with John Kyle. He would have been involved as a coach with Dalo back in the day. Hugely respected figure in, in Clare Hurling. Angus O'Brien from Broadford is another excellent coach. He's he's involved in the backroom ticket. And James Moran, Ollie's brother, is with Clare. Um, you know, he was with Brian in, 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 in UL. Um, you know, with Fitzgibbon Cup teams, so yeah, those those all add a bit of extra spice mm. to the to, to the proceedings. And the fact is, said that this game is a sellout, and you can't get tickets, Joe. Right. And um, everyone's talking about it. It it sets up really nicely for the weekend. Well, it's the joy of the Ren Robin, a night like this in Ennis, height of summer. I mean, this is kind of it come to fruition, and everybody really loves the the Munster Ren Robin in particular. So you know, it's it's also interconnected the way you've outlined it there. Various counties hurling such a you know kind of a a niche sport almost in some respects handed down from uh, generation to generation. Imagine a situation where uh, 
Jer Lachnan is still the Clare manager and James O'Connor is the Limerick manager. Would the handshake afterwards have been Cody Shefflin-esque? No, Joe. Well, I can only speak for myself, Joe. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, look at Brian certainly, um, you know, uh, listen, they may have had words since, Joe. I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, look, Brian may have picked up the phone to Henry. Henry may have picked up the phone to Brian. But certainly... Um, after that game uh, and in the context I think as well of you know obviously Henry losing his, his brother and, and TJ Brennan coming on and obviously the, the, the loss of Kate Moore and things were raw in Galway I think you know and I, and I don't know if the, if, if, if the handshake if if Brian maybe you know if, if the tone was right at that particular time but things happened in the heat of the moment and obviously Cody felt very strongly about the, the free possibly should have if anything, you know, shouldn't have been a free, and and that's obviously been discussed. And mm. you know, like any player had the ball in his hands, you know, with an opportunity to get a shot off, and, and it might have been a totally different outcome. So, um, look at I think there's a huge amount of respect between those two guys, uh, and I think look at we're arguably making a bigger deal out of it than maybe the the, the two of them are. And I'm sure, listen, Dalo has spoken I think in the past of having it hot and heavy recording on the pitch, maybe even coming off the pitch after the game, and yet maybe half an hour later they're having a laugh about it, you know. Yeah. So things happen in the heat of the moment. And um, yeah, I, I, I look at, and I would imagine this isn't the only time they're going to meet that the likelihood is they'll cross Pats in the Leinster final, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, you'd have to imagine that they look the two best teams in, in, in Leinster and that they'll, they, they'll contest the final. Yeah. On Tipperary then, before we uh, run out of time. So they have Cork. And this is a real like salvage, something from your season kind of finale for both Tipperary and Cork. Where are Tip and with the view to next year, like they're blooding a lot of players and they're trying to afterwards, the management are trying to send positive notes and saying, well, look, this has been a very valuable season for us, even though, you know, terribly for them, it's going to be over in a week or 10 days or so. And that'll be that until kind of January, February 2023. Uh, do you anticipate them being a force next year or is this a, more of a, a longer term issue for Tipperary based on what you've seen over the last couple of weeks? Well, I mean, clearly at the moment they're look. They're going to finish with the with the wooden spoon. It looks it would you know between themselves maybe in Cork. But yeah. just on that for a second, Joe. Yeah. Cork the Cork Waterford game is a massive game at the weekend. Um, it's Cork season on the line because if Cork win, uh, you know, and Cork then go and beat Tipperary, Waterford have to come to Ennis, um, and and beat Clare, and that potentially puts Clare. Waterford and Cork on four points and then it comes down to scoring difference and you know Tip have nothing to play for in the last game other than other than Pride and I know Cork Tip has its own history and its own traditions um, but you'd forgive the Tip players after the efforts they put in you know yesterday um, if, if mentally they, they, they maybe even checked out to an extent you know it's going to be really really hard to keep the thing together over the next two weeks now I've no doubt the senior players will pull them together and they still have one championship match to play um, and and you know and they and they'll give it everything. But um, and do you you, you give Cork you give Cork a chance at Walsh Park, do you? Joe, if you're a Cork player, um, surely to God, you know they're, they're, you know you you you've, you've trained, you've made all the sacrifices, you know you you've you know you've you've lived the intercounty life, um, and you've been criticised so heavily, especially within your own county, that mm. if the wounds aren't raw, if that does, and they have a two weeks now to. You know, to lick those wounds. If those wounds aren't raw, yeah. and if they can summon the performance in, in 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 Walsh Park, then there's something you know fundamentally wrong with this with this group of players. So, I think I think Cork will, will come out with with all guns blazing. And I I think it's a desperately dangerous game for Waterford because they're at home. Everyone expects them to to to, to win the match. Um, 
and Cork have Cork have weapons. I mean, Cork still have good players. I mean, I'd imagine Alan Connolly will start. He's direct. I think he's 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 a good player. He's dangerous. He looks to get goals. Um, you know, who knows? It it may be Hoggies last year in the Cork jersey. Um, Robbie O'Flynn, Shane Kingston. I mean, all these guys on their day. You know, if 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 they're led play, of course, um, you know, are, are are capable of doing of doing damage. And I I just think that you know I I can see the court management not having put massive thought into how they go about playing um, against Waterford the weekend because you know they'll obviously have learned something from the from the league final. Um, I'm sure they'll make that they'll make further maybe changes and tweaks. You know, at the at the back in terms of how they how how they set up, and it's their season on the line, Joe. Yeah, but if they win. If they win, then you know they take obviously huge confidence into the into the tip match and tip have nothing to play for. And you know scoring difference. I mean, Corks is whatever is minus mine ten. You know you beat Waterford by five points, you improve that and, and you damage Waterford's in the process. And there's nothing in the in, in the scoring difference heading into the heading into the last weekend. And you know Waterford certainly don't have a good record in championship hurling in Ennis. Uh, and you know Clare might feel as well that they don't want to be in a situation where their their fate is out of their own hands. Um, and it comes down to scoring difference. So, yeah, okay. like that yeah. war, that war for Park game, Joe, is a massive game. Yeah. As I said, I I just think it's it's dangerous because there's this assumption that you know Watford Watford will you know will will, will be in the Munster final or at worst place that they will be the third place team. Mm. They've got to earn it. And as I said, heading into a game like that where you're raging hot favourites and people are dismissing Cork, it's a dangerous place to be if you're a Watford player. Okay, well that's a pretty tasty Sunday then, isn't it? Two o'clock Waterford Cork and then Clare Limerick. Sunday at four. Jamesy, appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers, Joe.